0: I am going to give you as a listener the most valuable thing that I could give you not money not my firstborn not my kidney but my time the best thing you could do is give somebody a damn good show Here we go podcast time everybody Mike Tech Studio Podcast episode number 26, intro to starting your podcast. All right, and we're back to the next episode of the Mike Tech Studios podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is Michael Midnight, and today, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which we're kind of already doing. It's podcasting. (laughs) So... There are so, I think there's 700,000 podcasts in the world right now. Can you think about that? Do you do you know what you would say to 700,000 people? Maybe you'd ask them if they had five bucks, retire, I don't know. Anyway, that's a lot of content and it's definitely not enough time to listen to all of it. What I will say is not all of it is good in the stuff I've heard recently, which has been worthy. I hope that uh, after this episode, I get some good recommendations and some polished stuff. But uh, what we're gonna talk about today, I think my journey from podcasting and just what I've seen over the last, I wanna say two or so years of my journey as a podcaster, as a professional storyteller, and the ups and downs of what I've experienced and what has gotten to be where I am right now to have my content as well produced as it is, the type of crafting and storytelling that I do entail, and just overall sharing some insight that I believe would be beneficial to the parties that do check this out and tune this in. So first and foremost, how did I start out podcasting? So that's a very, very good question. So I've always loved story. Story is something that I find to be super just impactful. It's something that is incredibly Memorable. I actually spoke about this with one of my friends and also a host of the all things risk podcast, Ben Catenyo. He says, I never explaining with him because he asked me what I why why marketing, why podcasting, why the creative outlet, you know? And it goes back to any of the animated characters that you used to see back in the day. So my favorite to reference is the Lion King, the original one, not this new one that's we're not gonna talk about it, but <laughs> um the the original one. I want you to If you are listening to this, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think for a second of just only being able to be responsive to what you hear acoustically, what it is that I am speaking to you. Now, it's kind of easy to do. This isn't really a visually laced podcast episode, and this isn't really a series that I have too much visuals, and this episode would be no different. But in the scene, and I'm sure many folks have seen it by now, and if not, uh-oh, too late, spoiler alert, but we have the scene set where there are, there's a stampede going through the valley, and Simba is caught on a cliff And Mufasa, who's his father, is doing what he can to get him away from the stampede, right? So that he doesn't get trampled. But in the midst of doing that, he gets caught up in the herd. And Simba is freaking out, and the music is blaring, and Scar is sitting watching all of this as he has planned it out to the T for something like this to happen. As Mufasa is desperately trying to get up, he's clawing his way up. Scar! Brother! And Scar, with the smirk, with the smile, with the evil grin in his face, stabs his brother's paws and he looks right in his eyes in his biggest debut of pain that he has and he says, Long live the king. And he releases his brother in a free fall. We don't actually see him hit the ground because there is such a stampede that we, we can't. And then it's silent. We hear nothing. Simba is trying to figure out why his father won't get up. His father won't get up because he's no longer with us. Now that didn't happen. That is people on a microphone just like this. It is swabs of paint and animation and and CG. This actually never happened. But how many of us can remember that specific scene like it was yesterday? It is something we can recall. You, you don't even know cousins' names. You don't even know who was the 23rd or 24th president. But you remember that. You remember Yoda. You know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. You know who Pikachu is. Everybody knows who Pikachu is. See the difference? That is amazing to be able to do that with something that isn't real, that doesn't exist. So I've loved stories. And I want to say probably about three, probably almost four years ago now, wow, it's it's been a while, four years ago, I had a uh, boss that I was working with who was a professional podcaster. And I, he was just so into just the microphones and you gotta have this microphone, it's gotta be set up, you gotta have the phantom power, you gotta have this, you gotta have that, here's your roadster. He was just so into it. I'm like, oh my God, it's a microphone. A microphone's a microphone. You just, you know, it's good enough, right? That was my mentality too. Now I wanted good quality sound, right? But I wanted to be able to do the best that I could with what I had. And some of these microphones and setups They're expensive. So I was just able to see behind the scenes every day him working on this and producing it pretty quickly. Now, the difference with him and I is I polish my content a lot more and I don't have four or five editors working for me. So that's a little bit different, but I digress. It was something that I felt was a different medium. It's not a movie, it's not a book, it's not a video game. It is something that is a combination of all of those things, and yet something different in its entirety. It's very authentic. Some of them can be very boring. This just wasn't. It was something you could express and almost like the old radio shows that people would tune into, but now you could do it from the from the comfort of your pocket on, on different podcast apps, on Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or Podcast Addict, or whatever. I just found the freedom of being able to not only discuss topics that I have dealt with, but in the past 15 years of my personal and professional life experience that I think others would find fruitful and beneficial, but also just humorous. My voice, my content was missing. This was the ability, the ticket to be able to do this. And again, there are 700,000 shows as of this time, 700,000 voices being heard. Not all of them are good. And that was the difficulty that I found. I wanted to make sure that the shows that I produced, the content, the episodes that I produced were good. They were worth listening to. They were worth your 10, 15, 25, 40 minutes, like this podcast episode is probably going to be. So I apologize now, but it's a a good topic and it's something I feel very personally about. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a lot of really good questions that I have either asked myself, I've seen asked a hundred times, or I think that it's just, it's worth hearing, it's worth covering, and it's worth answering. But the first thing I am going to say, I'm going to start and I'm going to end with just start. Today can be the day that you start to tell your story. Just make sure it's a good story. Make sure it's an authentic story and make sure it's something that either you're proud of or it's going to make you money. Make sure that you know that ahead of time. If you're getting into the podcasting world and you think, I'm going to make all this money, you're going to fail. Unless you know the answer, you've paying somebody to help you navigate through, like a manager, navigate through to the successful point at the end, then Godspeed to you, but I haven't found that person yet. If so, just get them in contact with me, please. I could use their help. So the first question of interest really is what I see all the time. What microphone do I use? Now, I personally do not remember what microphone I'm using as of this time, because honestly, it's not really that important. I see a lot of people starting out that go for the Blue Yeti because that is the one that grabs the most marketing. Therefore, it's on the minds and on the tip of the tongue from the get-go. What I'm going to tell you is that you do not need a $100 microphone to be able to start out. Just start. Start by explaining something at work. Give a presentation record yourself talking about a particular topic that you enjoy. You can start on your phone. It's not that difficult. But, make sure it's something that folks want to listen to and make sure that it doesn't have really annoying frequencies that you need to filter out in your editing process. And we're going to cover that in, a, in a, a couple of questions from now. But honestly, your microphone, when you're just starting out, it's not that serious. If you want to couple up with somebody who has been doing podcasting, they chances are they may have an extra. The USB-based microphones, they're not going to give you as amazing of quality as the studio level uh, non-USB ones will. I'm going to tell you a little secret. I don't use those studio ones. I use USB. Shh. Yes, you can get this level of quality if you know what you're doing on a USB microphone. It's not that serious. Okay, so as I get bigger, I will go and get the most beautiful, wonderful, expensive microphones with my name on it and the gold and that's great. I don't need it. Neither do you. Just start. Once you have the sponsorships, once you have the, the Some sort of revenue stream coming in that you can buy and upgrade, that's when it matters. Just get a good show going, have it sound half decent, just go from there. All right, so another good question. Where do I record, right? So people are thinking, all right, I got to have this massive studio. I got to get this crazy soundproof booth. I got to get the mixers that I see in the movies. And I got to get Wyclef Jean, he's got to be mixing for me. And I got to have this set. You don't. You need none of those things. You literally could do this in your bedroom. You could do this in somebody's closet. Closets. Literally, you can take your phone, you can bring it into a closet, you can have this conversation, you can read from your tablet, you can read from your phone, as long as it's something that's going to encapture somebody's interest. So when you're doing this, you have to realize you are a performer, you are an entertainer, you are a comedian, you are a reporter, you are a vocalist, you're a singer, you are a voice-over talent. Your energy has to emanate through the microphone. I am going to give you as as a listener, the most valuable thing that I could give you. Not money, not my firstborn, not my kidney, but my time. The best thing you could do is give somebody a damn good show. That is your focus point. Every time that you're recording an episode, somebody else is listening to this. Do you want them to listen to it? If so, be a good showman or showwoman. So when you're recording, if you're in a house with a lot of kids or if you're in an apartment building with a lot of noise, try to find a time that you're not annoying your neighbors or if there's a space at work that you can utilize after work, There are many DIY setups you can find online. I might actually set up one and show uh, just for other podcast listeners. You can build, you don't need expensive acoustic foam. It's nice. It's not needed. You can build your own DIY acoustic dampeners for $20 or less. If you know how to do things right, you can utilize again, clothing, towels, things of that nature. I have personally found a duvet cover that I got from a thrift store for, I believe $10 or $15. When I wrap myself around it and I really want to do some really heavy duty vocal work. Oh, you can't hear a thing with that. It is hot, (laughs) but hey, listen. That's part of the game, man. You got to sweat a little bit to make it happen, you know? But ironically enough, if you do find places that work out for you, you can rent out. If you really do need a professional space, you can go to your local library. Believe it or not, there's spaces coming in Office Depot. They're getting into the podcast studio game for what I've been reading online. You do have studio space that you can rent by the hour. I'm sure there's also these open office uh, things that you can talk to one of the owners or co-owners and see if you can utilize that after hours. Just try to find something that's quiet. So, another thing, all right. So, you're getting in the, the thicket of things, you got a couple of episodes in your belt, and you're right, okay, I gotta co- get a co-host on, or I want to have some guests. How do I get guests on, right? What what do I what do I use to record? What, what happens, right? Okay, so this is going to be a heavily, I guess, opinionated statement. So my go-to has always been Zoom. Z-O-O-M dot us. Now, I can hear some professional podcasters cringing and saying, oh, but the audio quality, oh, it's terrible. It's it's so tinny, and I've been so... Uh, Look, I mean, that's been their experience. I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect, but guess what? Zoom is free. Zoom is available on the majority of mediums that you need to be on. Mac, Windows, Android, iPhone, whatever it is, there's an app you can call in. I don't know what the limitation is now, but if it really does work and it's worth your while, then hey, you pay for the professional license. It's good for a while. I actually utilized it for developers when we're having development sessions and we can share screens. I can take a look at their dev instances and see what they're working on and see how it works compared to what what we agreed on. Other creative collaborators, we just, we share screens, we share content, we can take a look and it also records at the same time individually. So if you have four people that are talking at the same time, when that recording is done, you have four, actually five, but you have four separate recordings for each person that is a part of that conference, right? So as a podcaster, that's amazing because maybe somebody got a call, they cleared their throat, <clears> throat> they clear their throat, right? While you're talking, you could go in on their line, on their audio and just delete that out. It's amazing. You can also go and uh, you can use Skype. You can use Google Voice. There's Zencaster. There's Ringer. There's other things that are available. I just say look, try one. If it doesn't work for you, research, but try. Just pick one, stick with it, figure it out, see what you like, see what you don't like, see what others say when they listen to it, see what the experience is for your guest. Is it easier for them to log in? Is it easy for them to express their content? Are you picking up everything on the microphone as they're talking? You know, Just get a feel. What I will say is try to utilize a wired connection as much as possible. Wireless cuts out, people think they're talking, you get all this glitchy noise, all this glitchy voice for whatever reason you can't edit it out now your listeners have to listen to that for the rest of their lives that sucks it's terrible bad bad shame shame on you all right so really we got some episodes in we got some guests good topic uh oh crap what do i talk about i'm not sure right okay this this comes down to your personal experience now you're into the thicket of things you're creating content you're gonna have to think of things to talk about every day I recommend doing some research on your niche. Go on Quora, go on Facebook, go to Facebook groups, go on LinkedIn, sit in on conversations with your coworkers. Don't sit there and peek. Don't, don't be creepy. Don't look at what they're eating for lunch and eavesdrop, but just get a general census of what is going on in your industry or or your industry of instance that, or excuse me, (laughs) instance. See, talk with developers will do that to you with your area of interest and see what it is that speaks to you. What is it that gets the most talked about answers. So this intro and how to start out podcasting, this is something I've asked. This is something hundreds and thousands of people ask on a daily basis. See what their answers are create content like this to help others. And not only that, you're creating content yourself on a platform that you can help position yourself for SEO purposes. So it's a win-win situation. You're helping people out based on your experience. You're positioning great content to be seen by the masses and it's got your name on it. So talk about things that give you the ability to share your experiences in the best light possible and also give the people tuning in a great takeaway, something that's maybe funny, interesting, inspiring, or educational, or my favorite is all the above. All right, so you got all this content going, right? You're doing all this recording. You're a happening guy or gal. Now... How do I edit all this crap, right? Oh, gee, I just had this great conversation with somebody who's got a new book coming out, and, well, they talked their brains out for an hour and a half. How do I whittle that down to a 45-minute episode people are actually going to tune into, right? All right, so I did a post to quite a few of you, maybe in these types of groups already, but I am in a uh, podcasting editor's club on Facebook, and I did a, a poll. I wanted to see, just out of curiosity of the hundreds of users, I believe there might even be a thousand or so users, what was their... Editing tool of choice and why. So, I'm going to give you probably the top six or seven, but in an overwhelming majority, folks are using Adobe Audition. That is a paid app from Adobe, but that is the industry standard for the majority of folks that I have seen. Not only for positions that are offering for uh, audio engineers and things of that nature, but that is what they're using. That is the top one. Right behind it is a program called Reaper. You also have Pro Tools. If you're trying to do it on a shoestring budget or for cheap, you're just starting out. Audacity is great, doesn't cost anything. It is available on Mac and PC. Uh, Heidenberg Journalist Pro came in uh, fifth with uh, nine votes. So there was actually a handful of people that use that. And then we are, we had a couple of industry standard folks. Some use Pro Tools, like I said before, but you had Logic Pro X and uh, Ambleton. Okay. So you have Adobe Audition, Reaper, Pro Tools, Audacity, Hindenburg Journalist Pro, Logic Pro X, and Ambleton. I personally, uh, as of this time right now, I edit most of my stuff in Final Cut Pro. I know it's overkill. I came from a program called Camtasia, which is great for screencasting to kind of show folks what you're doing on the screen for UI work when there were some glitches in our system or you want to review a document with somebody and you want to make it as compact as possible. I can do that in Camtasia. It was not worth it editing podcast In Camtasia, was I heard every click? The audio just—it just didn't work. I can smooth things out in Final Cut Pro. I know, I know, I can hear people cringing. I'm sorry. It's what I know. I went from really crappy to over-polish. I am making my way actually into RX or probably Adobe Audition. Really seems to be the industry standard, so I might have to bite the bullet and learn that. But there's a learning curve for all of these things. So anyway, those are some ideas as to what you could take a look and use. And I'll probably have. uh, uh, links of each in the show notes as well. So folks can take a look and see what's going on. All right. So you got all this great content. You're editing it. Now, where do you host? Where do you host your content? What do you do? Again, dealer's choice. So in my my personal experience, I took advantage of SoundCloud and I know, I know that's a bad thing and people go, it's not what it's for. It's not podcasting. You can't get your analytics and your metrics. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. But I started out with nothing. My focus was you have, I believe it's an hour and a half, an hour and a half or two hours of free hosting that you could use for your episodes. So I utilized that into roughly 10-minute episodes when I first started out the Mike Tech Studios podcast. I said, all right, this is what I have. At this time, I'm going to go out. I'm going to network. I'm going to talk to as many people as possible. I'm going to get them to listen to my show, to like my show, to talk about my show, to do something with my show. Aside from peeing on it. I don't want them peeing on it. But and I was successful. Within 90 days, we did a mini-series, which most of you have actually seen called em Entry. That was a mini-series on the Mike Tech Studios podcast. That ended up becoming paid sponsorship. So within 90 days, not paying anything, having all of the resources that I already had, computer, what have you. Okay. And the audio sounded not that great. If you listen to the first couple of episodes, they are bad. <laughs> they I I'm I'm embarrassed, but they're out. They impressed people enough to give some sort of sponsorship, even if it was $500 or less. It's something, it gets you started. Right. But for those of you who are looking to do more content, maybe it doesn't work out as successfully, anchor.fm is another good recommendation for cheap. Podsprout, I believe, is the uh, is another one. There's a few others, again, depending on what it is that you're looking to host. What I also recommend is keeping an eye on a website called AppSumo, A P P S U M O.com. Sometimes they will have hosting or they have a bunch of different apps and services and things that are starting out that are looking. For for exposure and you could be a a newer user and you can buy in a uh, lifetime license. They just recently, about two weeks ago, had a really, really good deal on some podcast hosting. I just didn't see it until it was too late. I hate it. It sucks. I will try to see maybe about reaching out to them uh, to talk a little bit more about their timeline and workflow. Maybe they might offer something to the listeners of the podcast. We get enough likes or we get enough uh, shout outs from that. Maybe maybe it's something uh, I could take a look I'd love to do that. Take a look, see what works for you, but try not to spend too much money at first. It is difficult though to swap and do a RSS feed redirect if you do change your mind. So just keep in mind, there's probably going to be a little bit of legwork. I started from SoundCloud. It was the cheapest that I saw at the time. I utilize it because if I want to swap out a episode, let's say for example, I find an error or I want to throw in an ad or I want to redo the the audio, or if for whatever reason, there's a copyright infringement, that I need to edit or adjust. I can replace the original audio file. It gets displaced out to all the major platforms that my podcast has been deployed on. So that wins for me. And it's easy to do that. All right. So moving on to another really good question. Should I have a website for my podcast? The answer is yes. Yes, 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 yes. Here's why. Even if nobody nobody is listening to your podcast on your website. You are doing it for domain authority. Let's say for the Mike Tech Studios podcast, you put in Mike Tech Studios podcast, everything pops up Mike Tech Studios podcast. If you type in Mike Tech Studios, it may show up as the microphones that have nothing to do with Mike Tech Studios. Yes, I know that there are two people using the name. I have used it since I was a child. That was my father's nickname to me. Ha 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 ha. Unfortunately, somebody started utilizing it, and from what the sounds of it is, they make amazing microphones. I have no interest whatsoever in selling microphones. I do, however, have interest in entertainment, creating content, graphic design, and any other forms of business support and development that I can do as a brand. That is what MikeTech.TV is about. So in my instance, I constantly have to fight to make sure that Mike Tech Studios is shown for the brand that it is, for the content that it is. So if you're doing something about Bob's Hot Dogs, let's say for example, and somebody else is doing hot dogs in your area, or they're well known for doing hot dogs, you want to make sure that bobshotdogs.com shows up with your name and your content attached to it. When somebody does a Google search, you want to show up. So not only for domain authority, but for SEO purposes as well. You want to give them a good show, you want to make sure it's easy. Easy to read the content about the show, what your podcasts, what your episodes are about, maybe some guests, all good for backlinks. Maybe somebody does a guest spot on your show, you do it on theirs, you have some backlinks, maybe they write a guest blog post. Now you have some synergy, you have some juice going with your SEO. Beautiful. All right. So you got a couple episodes in, you feel real good. All right. I I made my two podcast episodes. All right. What do I, what do I do now? I want to make some money. How do I, how do I get some sponsors? Right? Again, if you're going into that and you've only made, you've made less than maybe 15 episodes, don't even bother. You're not going to get content sponsorship. Okay. Just being honest with you. I'm just being realistic. If you're going into this, trying to make money after a month of working, you're going to be disappointed. There are exceptions to the rule, but that is not the case. But if you have a a real polished perspective. You know what you're talking about. You know what you want. You have made content that nobody else in your industry is doing. Everybody's listening to it. Seek out those of interest in your areas. Utilize LinkedIn. Send out some emails. Hey, I'd love for you to take a look, take a listen. Maybe have somebody as a guest on your podcast. That's what happened with me. Hey, you know what? i love to be a part of what you're doing, was what the email uh, said. How, how, who do I send this to? I want to send, send the owner this. How, how can they get a hold of you? Here's my contact information. We want to be a part of this. We want to have our name on there somewhere. See, it gets them excited. You want to create exciting, engaging content and then say, Hey, I can do this for you. I would love to continue doing this. I would love your blessing and create something that is a win-win for that sponsor. If it's something that you can read and ad online, great. If it's something where you can have on your website that whatever, whatever it is that you can work out, try to work on something again, that is worthwhile for your listeners. Yes, you need to pay the bills. I have turned away many, many, many design opportunities over the years because they are a plenty. I had somebody call me one time and try to really discuss with me that sex trafficking is no different than guys just, you know, getting going on dates with girls. And I laughed at the guy and I hung up in his face. That's not what it is. And that is not what your podcast, everything is not about the money. Create great content, money follows. Your content will be up there a year later. You can reference people, dozens of different episodes that you've done. All right, so now, and this is something that I've heard constantly. I'm good at talking. People will say, hey, that means I'm great to do a podcast. I like to talk. No, no, no. It does not mean that you are going to be an amazing podcaster. It just means that you like to talk. Now, what I would say for you to do is record yourself talking. And it's difficult to play it back and listen, but you are, again, you're a performer. You are an entertainer. If you can't make it to Broadway, you have to bring Broadway to you, right? Are you engaging? Is it something that's going to capture somebody's interest? You're in 25, 35 minutes into this episode, however long it's gonna go. Are you still listening? Are you still taking notes? Is this something that's going to be worthwhile and change your life? Are you going to put into practice what you get from this episode? Yes, then success. You can talk for two hours if people are going to listen, if people are going to have that clear takeaway. But if you're just sitting in church, And you're hearing a pastor preach and preach and preach and you're looking at your watch. Once people start looking at their watch, then you realize you've talked too much. You're losing people's interest. So really dig down deep. Make sure you know what you want to talk about. Make sure you know what the episode is about. And again, make sure that you know that this is something that you want to listen to, that you're proud of, that you could show to somebody and say, hey, listen, this is the newest episode that I did. Do you mind listening to it? Creating small audiograms of your episode. One minute clips. Just give people a sample of an idea of what to expect of your content. It's a lot to ask people 25 minutes of their time. It's a lot to ask for 10 minutes, even 15. You can get them in 60 seconds. You've probably listened to this episode in a 60-second snippet, and now you've tuned in to see what else it's about. But we have a whole great back catalog of marketing and logo design and SEO and statements of work. By all means, check them out. Let me know what you think. Comment below if you have any other really good podcasting questions. If there's things that I've missed that really you'd like to have an answer to, your thought process, and and trust me, there are dozens of other questions, but if you're listening on YouTube, comment on them below. Just let me know what it is I can ask or the community watching uh, these types of episodes online or if they're listening on, on different mediums, we'll be able to answer uh, for you or with you or I'll include it in the next episode if that's the case, but if so, shoot an email out to podcast at mictech.tv. You can also go online on the mictech.tv contact us page and you could fire off a question there. If you don't feel like jotting down an email, that works. M-I-K-T-E-K dot TV as in television feel free to like, subscribe, share the content. Let me know your thoughts. What's been your approach, your journey as a podcaster? If you're just starting out, what are your fears? What are your desires? What are you looking to get out of it? Are you here for money? Are you here to make it a better place? Are you here just to hear yourself talk? I hope not. You're going to get tired of hearing your voice. Trust me. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you that took the time to listen to this. This is definitely going to be a much longer than usual episode. By all means, share with those who you think might find it of interest. This has been another episode of the Mike Tech Studios Podcast. This is Michael Midnight signing off. You guys have yourself a good night. Take care now. The Mike Tech Studios Podcast. Your source for design, entertainment, marketing conversations, and content. Amazing guests tips, humor, and stories available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and your podcast app of choice. This has been a Mike Tech Studios production.